Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, so how much money is your business wasting on monthly software? On average, if a thousand employees, there's 90 owners of services. Well, who's responsible for keeping that tra in track of that? I'm here in the studio with David Bali. He is Chief Executive Officer of MISO3, a company that's focusing on a big problem that many businesses have, which is the sucking sound that gets made when software as a service technologies just take money out of the business without anybody paying attention. It's a big problem, and we've got a big solution. That's going to talk about today. David, thanks for joining us. Hey, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on. Well, the way I framed it, I know as a business guy and an investor, have done a lot of software-as-a-service deals. It's tremendous when a software-as-service business can just keep sucking revenue out of business every, every month. But that's a huge problem for companies, right? Oh, absolutely. And I noticed both from my past companies and companies of friends I've had, it, it's growing at an alarming rate. Um, the amount of services people are procuring, both in their, their commitments in telecom, but especially now with the cloud growth and SaaS, these services are growing exponentially yeah. and with very little controls. So give me an example. Uh, I assume that, you know, these days a lot of us consume software as a service. We don't realize that when we're using Facebook, Google, and so forth. Sure. But in the enterprise, there are a whole host of technologies now that people, organizations buy on a monthly basis for core functions. Correct. I mean, so, I mean, SaaS licensing is probably one of the biggest. Um, so today, you know, SaaS licensing, SaaS licensing is probably about $170 billion in last year in spend. Um, you have an average employee has eight to 12 licenses. Um, they're renewing at, at a rate and they turn over every 40% of, of time, these licenses. So the, the amount of the amount of waste and understanding of an employee leaves that I cancel the service, not just that I minimize the, the access to the service, that I actually take the license and either cancel it or put it back into my, my pile so I can reallocate. So this is the corporate analog of my credit card statement with all these it, these monthly things that just like five, ten dollars a time. Like, when it, did I do that and why can't I stop it? And you forget until the next month. And, and that's a great point. And I, I tell people, think about your personal life. I mean, we all have our Netflix and our Hulus and we have our, you know, our kids signed up, our spouse signed up. But the difference there is there's two primary differences. One, you typically know who bought the service. In a, in a company, you may not. The second one is, you know, it's your money. In a company, employees are pretty loose with their money. They're not necessarily looking for it. And because these services, the services, I call it a service asset, there's really no controls. No one's responsible. I think I heard that on average, if a thousand employees, there's 90 owners of services. Well, who's responsible for keeping that tra in track of that? And the answer is no one. No one. Oh, so, until you. Well, until, until we built this platform so to talk help to me you. about that. So MISO really came in as a point of saying, how do I keep you informed and show you how to control your information? So there's two ways of saving money. There's events that tell you, hey, my service is coming up for renewal. I signed a two-year deal. It's coming up. It's an opportunity to save. Now, this is a little different than a normal asset, like if you bought a fixed asset. These service assets, there's that one window of time where I can actually save 10% or 20% of the By service. By buying a year in advance for monthly service, for example. Right. And, and a lot of these services, like telecom, I mean, the price compression is dropping at 8 to 15% a year. Mm -hmm. So I remember my last company, we did this big project. We brought everybody in. We wanted to save some money. And we saved you know, $10,000 a month by committing for another year. And everybody was all excited. But then I realized we could have made that savings eight months ago. So with that opportunity savings of $10,000, in my mind, is I actually had an opportunity loss of 80000 And I'm cheap. So it really bothered me. I started at 80000 I could have used for better stuff, for employees, for new technology, I mean, do something to actually help the business. So you've developed a software platform that basically helps businesses manage managing software. It, 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 it does. I, I get the irony. But <laughs> That's it, awesome. And it also provides alerts. There's certain alerts that are persistent. So an employee leaves. Sally leaves the company. 
did I cancel the service that Sally had? Or I, I now with all of the acquisitions, I'm closing offices or facilities. Do I still have services that I'm paying for at those locations? Our tool will alert you, and they're persistent. Hey, guys, you, they can't exist. Or I replace a service. I have a new service to replace an old service. Well, did I ever remember to replace the old service on time? So that time factor is a big deal. These service, services really have three characteristics, and, and this is why businesses are bad at it. So the first is it has a term. It has a beginning and an end date. Inside of that term, there's some financial consequence. You're paying it monthly, quarterly, annually. But the hardest part for a business is at the end of the term, something actually occurs. It is either prices changing, the service is canceling, or it's auto-renewing for a set period of time. So by doing nothing, something actually is happening. So no action or no decision is turning to a decision. And companies aren't prepared for that. And that's what's occurring now that the growth of the service business is actually outweighing some of the fixed cost businesses. I'll tell you, I'm putting my old uh, investor hat on, but my my money thing is, you know, this sounds interesting. I assume that you're not finding many customers that aren't interested in this. All companies are interested in savings. The, the, the Probably the funny thing I'm finding, and I, I went out and spent a lot of time talking to CFOs and CIOs and CTOs. Everyone realized they probably don't do a good job. No one knows what the financial cost of this is. I mean, is this a little problem or is this termites eating out my foundation? And I will tell you, if you start looking at some of these numbers, I mean, these are numbers hitting the bottom line. I mean, if you're trying to increase your EBITDA by a couple points and you're a finance guy, you should focus on this. And I, my, my little joke or my little, I tell, when I tell these guys, I say, you know what you should do? If you want to know if you're part of the problem, go bring the guy you think is responsible for tracking this and ask them, can you give me all my recurring services or coming up for renewal in the next six months? Now, you're going to get one of two looks. One is- You're a cruel man. I got it, boss. I'm on it. Right. Or the second one is you just gave somebody a really bad homework assignment. Mm -hmm. And if you get that second one, <laughs> be prepared. It's not going to be pretty. The good news is because you're not tracking it very well, there's probably big savings for you. But now you got to go through the process of trying to clean up those services and then put them somewhere that tracks them on an ongoing basis. Before I let you go, just quickly, Miso 3, awesome name, but I suspect it's not Japanese soup. It, it is not. Um, so we really wanted to build a platform that was forward-looking. Unlike accounting systems and expense management that looked at what you did last month or quarter, we wanted to tell you what decisions you need to make in the next month or the next three months or year. So Miso is really designed to anticipate your needs. And Miso, and the little joke I would have is that is you're making it so. So Miso means make it so. Make it so, corporate America. Save some money or software by checking out David Bali, Chief Executive Officer of Miso 3. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you to the Greater Washington Board of Trade. The Greater Washington Board of Trade represents leading businesses, nonprofit organizations, and academic institutions, and has helped shape the development of our region for over 130 years. Visit boardoftrade.org to learn how a Board of Trade membership can help your organization succeed in this rapidly changing marketplace. Thanks to Auric, an international law firm that focuses on technology, energy, and infrastructure finance. Clients worldwide call on it for forward-looking commercial advice on transactions, litigation, and compliance. Learn more at auric.com. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two D.C. region bands, two-car living room, and the Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.